0: something. to the screencast this is sean daddy drager coming to you live from the Sabbath where i record all my books books for people with good looks hey that's me and i'm talking to you that's mike d and uh brad what's up brad that was a terrible impersonation like your impersonation of sean is like uh-huh. how he when he impersonates people no, no, for real it is. Uh, <laughs> when, he, when He's like, oh, uh, Paul Walker in uh, Tammy and the T-Rex. He's like, hey, everybody, I'm, I'm Paul Walker and Tammy and the t it, It's like the most like white dude fucking. That like, is it, a pretty good Paul Walker impersonation. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good impersonation of Sean impersonating Paul Walker. <laughs> well, I get paid the big dollars for something, sir cool well yeah you're here uh, listening this is this is your now it's been a long time coming because mm. we've we've mike's been on the show yeah but the first episode we recorded steph's audio and your audio wasn't in it and then you made me look like a total <laughs> buffoon in my solo episode that you edited very very well together i might add but it was a complete bullshit move i was actually a little i just like rolled my eyes i was like i can't believe you guys fucking did this and uh-huh. then um like the next episode was uh of course I, well i think it's just the fantastic best episode until yeah. we kind of get this uh ball rolling oh was it i don't uh, know i, I think no no a- no sean and i sean and i talked for a while oh that's right yeah yeah you guys yeah. you guys did a show and then yeah. so this is like the first show uh, eventually everybody will be together Uh Uh so um but we're just trying to get back in the habit of producing more content and uh starting this next year right and getting our listeners back since we were at a high and then now we're at a (laughs) all-time so i was well brad i was talking to steph today a little bit and um she doesn't love it but like every now and again i reminisce about the uh the um heavy metal parking lot sov Like T H E S O V P O D, Um, But I was thinking like, oh, is that the only time that Brad, Steph, Sean, and I were like on a show together? And I think it was. Yeah, But it was all completely separate. Uh, The best shows are when I'm not there. All right. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, we're going to be doing uh, this show here, which we're just going to be talking about uh, more or less just recent stuff we've seen. Um, Yeah, Whatever. Like always, this is uh completely prepared, written down, and uh, we practice this, so this should go flawlessly. Uh-huh. All right. All right. So so as always, Mike Delaney, what have you seen lately? So uh Brad, I've watched um well, I've watched a few things lately. You know, you and I over the weekend, we talked to Sean. Sean, I think to make this all about Sean, by the way, but, um, but I think Sean was asking for recommendations about like queer, uh, vampire movies. Yeah. 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 Do you remember that? Yeah. Cause I, I like spent, like I was <laughs> laying in bed and, and uh-huh. then trying to remember every, like, you know, any queer theme, even if it was just, well, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, it was, it's very difficult because pretty much every vampire film is erotic you know, so right, but I was, I was trying, yeah, I was trying to think, like uh-huh. same sex, like you know, but even, even so, like there's just there is like even with you know guy girl vampires, there's still this homoerotic, uh, you know, atmosphere right. that 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 even you know th- these quote unquote straight vampires have, and so it was actually very difficult to come up with the list because I'm like. You know, I even thinking like you know, uh, Fright Night. There's this uh, homoerotic thing that's going on. You know, I, that for me anyway. But um, but anyways, yeah. Or even like something. One of my favorite films is The Forsaken.
1: Ooh, Forsaken's
0: but, good. Yeah, but it, you know, it's just that because all the dudes have their shirts unbuttoned, you love they're it. all like kind of greased up. But there's really sure. no like like gay theme behind it it's just it, it it just they always have that erotic so i don't know it's it's kind of difficult but i think we formulated a pretty pretty decent list uh for daddy director <laughs> yeah well, well the the top of the list was of course uh uh god damn, I'm, I'm gonna Dracula's get daughter one. is it 1934 uh, daughter. yeah um yeah, it was definitely in the 30s. Um, I'm I'm drawing a blank on it. Could have been 37, to be honest with you. I don't know. Maybe yeah, 30... no, I, I think it was early. Or, original was 30. Originals 32. Right. I think it was one of the first five like Universal uh, uh, monster movies. But um, Dracula's daughter. That was one. Yeah, uh, you had mentioned and that, uh, and anytime before. I get to mention Dracula's daughter, I I will. It's oh, it's just, a it's a fantastic picture. And especially one the the great thing about these universal monster movies is you get to spend what like seventy minutes, eighty minutes, and then you're out. Like, yeah, they don't they don't waste any time. None. You know, they, they they get to the point. And typically they're I mean, all pretty much universal horror films are good. Yes. Like, yeah, they're very they, good. They, they, there's there's not very many that drag like i i mean I, I i always go back and i mentioned this on the show probably a few years ago that my my kid years ago we were watching stand up watching movies and she was like it was like one in the morning and she's like let's put on the mummy and i'm like oh i was like i don't know if you'll be able to stay you no know, she put it on and like we were like wide awake and it was over in no time and like it's just it, it's weird like you're kind talking of, the Boris Karloff one, though, yeah, after yeah, Brendan Fraser banger. No, no, Tom Cruise baby. Um, <laughs> Tom Cruise. So, so like, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it just it's so it's so well paced. You know the, the, these the, these films they're extremely well edited, and the the pacing is beautiful, and yeah. they move so well, and they're so fast. I mean, you literally watch it, and, and it's over. Like it really is. It's over in no time, and um, I'll never forget that. I was like, man. I was like, I for, kind of forget how kind of compelling a lot of these are. And 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 Dracula's daughter, I think, is is an all timer because it, it really incorporate encapsulates so much. A lot of these films do it, but there's like the perfect blend of horror and there's the perfect blend of comedy. But There's yes. also this like you know yeah. Yeah. homoerotic uh thing going on in dracula's daughter which is kind of unheard of one in 1930s and also being in a big production such as uh you know universal and and kind of having this lesbian um undertone in 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 the film well it's it's, uh, it's pre-code we got a lot of cool shit i mean obviously out of the pre-code era but um but it also has, and you, you and I went back and forth like quoting this, it has one of the best lines of all time when uh, when she says, I don't drink wine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, it, it's, it's really clever and it's, it's really funny. And, 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 and the cinematography is absolutely stunning. Oh, it's beautiful. Film. And, yeah. and, and, and it's really like, I mean, a lot of the Universal movies are like this. But it, it always seems that Dracula's daughter was always one of those that kind of just got lost in the shuffle, and it really didn't ever have a resurgence until kind of this Universal box set came out. But even still, I just feel it. It's it's very underseen. We, we t- and it, it really is. It's a direct sequel. It literally yeah. happens minutes after the original Dracula. Sure, sure, sure. You think it? You think it's like the this recent box set or you think it's like the van helsing shit because remember when in like 2003 when van helsing was coming out on video they re-released everything right and then oh, i don't those. remember that being a part of that it was oh, because they did that. the the legacy collection that was the whole thing oh you're right that's right that's right. no they didn't do they didn't do the um the abbott and costello shit at that time they yeah. they saved that for this recent um, round, but in 2003, 2004, when uh, Van Helsing was coming out, they did the legacy collection where it was like, House of Dracula, House of Frankenstein. You know, I I had those and I don't even, like it was one of those things where I, I, it was just so normal for me for Dracula's daughter. I guess I never really paid attention to it. It was more or less, I was replacing like old DVDs and VHS tapes when I bought those. Yeah, yeah, yeah but um yeah 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 you're totally right because that's that's exactly what the universal box set is it's just everything of all of those just put together the, but the, um the current universal box sets are fucking nuts though because like it'll come with abbott and costello meet frankenstein and times. it'll come with that on the <laughs> frankenstein set and the dracula set and the wolfman set and you're like how many fucking times do i need this movie they're like oh let me tell you three times yeah, no, it, it's it's funny cuz they advertise it as 30 movies, but it uh-huh. it, it it's not. It's it's literally <laughs> like 20. Um because whenever Dracula versus somebody it's all opposite uh that disc, you know, so it's on both the Frankenstein and Dracula disc, you know. So but uh anyway, it's a really good set. It's yeah. it's cheap, you know. That's that's the main thing. If you if you find it at the right price, there's always a sale on it and it's it's relatively uh fairly cheap. No, that sets the shit. And, and currently, those individual sets are, I think, fourteen dollars a piece on Amazon. And then, of course, the only one that you're going to get like bent over for is the the Phantom of the Opera, which is one disc <laughs> for one movie. But yeah. um, but all the other ones are great. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, two three D discs on that. So um, yeah, that's a really good, compelling yeah. movie too. Like it's it's it got a lot of action. It's yeah, I think a lot of times, um, you know, a lot of people look look at these films as kind of like iconic films, but I, I don't really think it's like one of those things that you may. I think a lot of people just think they've seen them. You ever get that sure. vibe, like yeah. you know? And I, I'm I'm guilty of that too. I, I think it's just something that happens because, like I said, I, I've actually went through this over the past like a couple years that or a few years I I've really focused on like, for example, the exorcist, this, this happened last year is that Willow uh-huh. was like, let's watch the exorcist. And I was like, Oh yeah, it's good. And then like I hit play and I realized that I've actually never seen the exorcist. Shut in up. Its, really? In, yeah. In its entirety. <laughs> I could, I could tell you beat for beat what was going to uh-huh. happen and when it was going to happen through seeing pieces of it through time and being, you know, parried uh, here and there. Um, And I could tell you everything. I knew how it ended. I I knew exactly what happened, but it occurred to me that I've actually never sat down and watched it all the way through. And I think that's a common thing with people because I was talking to a few people about that and they're like, yeah, that we, I catch that a lot too. The same thing happened a few years ago with Jaws. Like my dad would watch Jaws all the time. And I would sit in and watch bits and pieces of Jaws when I was little. And I knew exactly everything about Jaws. Sure. But I never watched it from start to finish. You know, so I, I think a lot of there's like a common misconception with people that, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I saw that. You know, maybe you saw bits and pieces. You see clips on television. You know, because these movies have been around for so long. I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of people admit to that. So I, I think that you know, sit down, watch the Universal movies in in a, a lot of these black and white films, like Old Dark House too. That's, uh, that's oh my god, the yeah, the other James Whale one. Yeah, yeah. So um, for sure, well, yeah, because they yeah they re uh, they remade that. But um, who put that out? Cohen Media. Yeah, Cohen, Media, and then Eureka over, uh, over good. the UK. Um, good, good, good. But both the same discs. They pretty much have the exact same special. I think it's so fucking weird that he did uh, uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Well, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, and then Invisible Man. And like yeah. those are his three universal. And then he goes and does Old Dark House. And we talked but, about James Whale was originally going to be, huh? uh, well, he wrote and was going to direct Dracula's Daughter. And, yes. Um, and the that's thing was, is they they deemed his script too insane, <laughs> too insane. And yeah, apparently that that's the story behind it. Like Universal just like they were like, no. And 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 so it, it's it's odd because I I really really want to know what was in that script number one, and I think it would have been really really awesome to actually have. James whale directed Dracula's daughter, sure, but instead you know we had uh um uh hill, hill Hillier is his name uh, anyways he he directed yes. the film and he basically came from a long line of like dime scent westerns that's what I call them yeah no he does no. all he does all those like uh the the westerns that the Coen send up with a uh, Hail Caesar you know. Yeah. And and it's, it's, he, yeah. he like was directing, like he was the, our, our, you know, the, the, the Mike of, uh, of Westerns. <laughs> He's putting out five or six movies, uh-huh. uh, you know, a year. And, sure. and, and basically it's just these cardboard cutout Western films that really, like, I've seen a few of them and they're just so basic, you know, Cowboys and Indians. That's pretty much what it is. Let's, I mean, well, Brad, let's take a complete left turn. Like, let's stop here, because our listeners are whatever. What's your favorite Western? My favorite Western would probably be Day of Anger. Ooh, good. Um, you, you wanted me to zag, I'm going to zig. I'm going to say Zachariah. I found a beautiful record of the, uh, the Zachariah soundtrack, um, an LP. Um, big fan of that. Keno just put it out. I had a I had a big Zachariah party. You know who was there? Me. That was it. But um wow, But I'd wow, say that Zachariah. Sounds, Zachariah. That sounds pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. No, it's amazing. So um I was gonna say the other I mean, there's always the typical ones like Wild Bunch and stuff like that. But it, to throw a big spin on it that uh that I, I really love, um yeah as, as more modern Westerns, I think it's one of the best Westerns um, out there is the good, the bad, the weird. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know. um, no, what were we talking? You just got into Dracula movies. No, we, we only talked about Dracula's daughter, you know, we're having fun. Yeah, no, exactly. that's, I think that's all. I mean, there, there's, there's, I, we gave a good list to Sean, but honestly, I think that's like above all, like one of the best. I mean, as far as like, you know full-fledged like you uh-huh. know uh like queer vampires it's not that be- it's not that much i guess you could say because there's you... more undertones more than anything because obviously they couldn't just come out and do it like they did in the 70s you know how like should we trick Sean Moore into watching how to slay a vampire by the uh oh god lenny brothers um, no, Sean would never fall for that. He would get like two seconds so. in like he would hit play oh he'd be and he'd like, see. oh, it's s o v yeah, yeah, and he would just turn yeah. it off. you know something else that I watched I thought about you, uh-huh, oh, I watched to watch this, and I actually didn't text you about it, it was Why? uh so after um Rodri, uh Rodri, roger <laughs> Avery uh murdered somebody he's back wow. he's back he's okay. back making movies, sure um boy well, he, he like he fucking got drunk, and he you know. Killed somebody? No, he, he no. Roger Avery's a regular Rebecca Gayhart in that sense. Sir. Yeah. So uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah. So we got our like Matthew Broderick type person over here who, uh, who <laughs> we're naming all these like celebrities <laughs> that accidentally killed somebody. Um, so Roger Avery's back. I, I mean, honestly, like all all said, you know, all all joking. Guess aside, who's I mean, back? I really like Roger a- Avery style. Um, avery's back so he he made the back with this new film where crispin glover is uh a hitman uh i'm sorry you mean crispin helion glover yeah yeah so okay. it, it's, it's called lucky day um it's okay but i i tell you man crispin glover fucking sells it so hard so, like, it's it's super basic. It's about this guy that gets out of prison, who uh, has a family now, who doesn't want to get back into his shit, but things are kind of leading him into it. Well, meanwhile, there is a, a hitman who's just going ballistic who's after him, um, and you have to find out why but uh Crispin Glover yeah, yeah Crispin Glover plays the hitman I tell you what every moment he's on screen he is awesome he's so fucking funny and it's just like here's the thing is like if you follow Crispin Glover in general, he has he has basically taken a lot of these books that have been public domain and like rewrote them. He does these big book tours, these big slideshows. He's made some like he's made three films and, you know, he plays them at his uh, at his uh, big slideshow, like Feruza Balk's in one. He has one where he really casts like a lot of people with disabilities and and um, that are uh, uh, are mentally handicapped. Well, so yeah, that weird. was part of the trilogy. Yeah, yeah, the the, the yeah. it trilogy, the the what is it? Uh-huh. And um, so, like, just a weird guy. And anybody knows about Crispin Glover? He is a little bit of history. He, of course, was uh, you know a fairly prominent like, boyish actor in the eighties. It was in Friday the Thirteenth and uh Ooh, Part Edge four, part four. by the me. Best one. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, Did, so, well, hold hold course, on, hold on, hold on, Brad. <laughs> I haven't talked about this anywhere. But have you heard that show? There's a show called Screen Drafts. Have you heard that? No. No. Okay. So your boy, uh, Brian Sauer, he, who was like one of the original hosts of this show, he was on Screen Drafts. He's not on this episode, but his, his man Elric was. And uh, <laughs> from Pure Cinema. And they were doing a super draft. It, it's like a... Uh, what do you call it? Like an NFL like draft, you know, like where you pick the best, and you know you you have some kind of overturning and whatever. But um, but they they were picking the best of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth, like in the same draft. And Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, which is a good movie, was drafted at like thirteen out of twenty. Mm. <laughs> The the number one pick, Elric's number one pick with Graham Skipper. You know Graham Skipper. Yeah, um, yeah, they picked Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Part Six is a better movie. Well, I, a hundred percent, I agree with that. But I don't agree that Part Six is thirteen spots better than Part Four and the original Nightmare in Elm Street, which is like it. Yeah, I mean like hardcore like so much better than everything (laughs) that was picked like number three like it's nuts anyway we should cancel that show we're in a cancel culture we should cancel that show (laughs) right now so um yeah and then then cancel culture you want to talk about joker and then of course chris Glover would have made amazing joker by the way um uh, of course and then what he's mainly known for is is george mcfly and back to the future oh was he george mcfly back to the future only the first one. That's what I'm getting. So at. what's so weird? is You didn't mention Ruben and Ed. What? Well, that's because that was like '91. That was a little bit after. <laughs> so or, is that '91? I don't remember. Yeah, um, no, Ruben and Ed's '91. Yeah. So, um, they take uh, basically. Uh, Crispin Glover uh, wasn't in Back to the Future, two and three. No, but he is. They got an actor. They cast basically made a mold of uh, Crispin Glover's face, and they put a mask on the actor. So therefore, it's still the George McFly. And um, basically, yeah, they they put him upside down. Yeah, Crispin yeah. Glover uh, sued, yeah. it. and and now there's actually because of that. Uh, uh, what I've read is that there is a uh, a law basically that 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 the actor owns their face. And it's because of that. So basically they, they paid it and Crispin Glover got a big settlement out of it. After all these films, he bought fucking castles like in Ireland and New Zealand or whatever it may be. <laughs> and he just does whatever Crispin Glover does. Uh-huh. Um, so that's like the history. Of, I, I find Crispin Glover fascinating because he's like this really he's quiet great, uh, person. But like when he's on stage and he's doing his book readings and he's in these movies like Lucky Day, he just gives it everything. And I really, really loved it about him. So anyways, Lucky Day, not the greatest movie, but worth it for uh, Crispin Glover. And then also another one of my favorite actors who has just never, ever really shined, I would say, in the spotlight, is the amazing, multi-talented, one of the funniest motherfuckers on the planet, Clifton Collins Jr., This dude is one of the funniest fucking actors out there. And he's so good in every movie he's in. But isn't he kind of a pedophile? Can we talk about this real quick? Oh, dude, don't ruin this for me. (laughs) Well, no, I'm I'm being serious. With, like, uh, Francesca Eastwood, Clint's daughter. Like, wasn't he, like, her, like, he's, like, 40, or he's, like, 50 or something. And didn't he fucking marry her when she was, like, 17? so anyways clifton clifton collins dude, <laughs> really really funny and uh, like he, he just always has these like little bit roles and he's uh he's a parole officer in this one and he again steals a show along Crispin glover but it's a, it's movies okay it doesn't really do anything new um which movies don't have to do anything new but at least make something compelling and you the lead in this movie is awful the, um the, the the overall story isn't very good and uh, but at least it's saved by Crispin Glover and Mr. Ki Clifton Collins Jr. Sure Clifton Collins Jr. Yeah. what do uh, you have Mike? What's one thing I watched <laughs> recently? I watched uh, money heist. Have you watched money heist? What the hell's money heist? You know, so, all right. So here's what I thought, Brad. Here's what I thought. I thought Money Heist was a comedy because the show's called Money Heist. Like, it seems a little bit redundant, you know? And I think about that uh, that Ben Stiller short um, uh, where he's making fun of the, the color of money where it's called um, The Hustle of Money. And I was like, like, oh, like, it's it's gotta be like a, a short or it's going to be like a comedy like that, but no, it's a, it's a Spanish language, um, uh, high show that's uh reminiscent of reservoir dogs, like long form. It's really good. It's on Netflix. It's well-produced. Um, I know one thing you and I talk about a lot is, uh, subtitles. The subtitles are fucked up on the show. <laughs> cause they'll say one thing on the show and then the subtitles say something totally different. So um I know you and I love that from Inner Vision but Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it from Netflix. But I like Money Heist a lot. Um I watched the first two episodes. So good. So if you're into um I don't know, people who speak Spanish or the Spanish language, like maybe maybe you're not into uh colonization but you're like, "Ooh, I like um I like Foreign Languages. That would be a good show to, to go to. Um, You're a good show. I uh-huh. have a, I have a movie to talk about that Please. I would really like for you to watch. Because I, and I haven't done this yet, but people told me to listen to the making of this movie on a, a, a podcast that uh, Fred, Doubtfire. Fred Olin Ray was on, but I watched uh, Moon in Scorpio. Wow. Okay. This movie is insanely stupid. <laughs> oh, I was legitimately angry while watching this movie. So it, it's made by a porn director who did a somewhat pseudo slasher film. And um, it is about uh, three uh, vets That after the war, they go on a little vacation on a boat with their gals. And they are getting picked off by a killer on board. Mind you that this is a fucking sailboat. Where there's only like a bed. (laughs) (laughs) And the cabin is a kitchen with a table. Uh-huh. So I, like, <laughs> people are going missing, and, like, you know, the killer comes out and, like, walks around and then goes back in. And I'm like, like, this would be trying to conduct a murder at a party in one room. Like, what the fuck is actually happening? And the movie's right. just completely absurd. It's very obvious who the killer is. And it's just like, so the these vets... So have, wait, wait, Hold on, hold on. Was Fred Olin Ray the director? No, no. He produced the film. So apparently on I the I like podcast, Fred Olin Ray. I li- in general, I like Fred Olin Ray shit. Uh, just completely absurd movie. But enjoyable in the sense of being it so so stupid i'm not even saying like this is fun bad this is just really bad bad but apparently there's a show with fred Olin ray who talks about talks about the film and kind of the 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 chaos that ensued uh during the production production, how things Uh changed and everything like that and i (laughs) i I really i I should i should have listened to it before i spoke about it but maybe i'll report back but yeah moon and scorpio completely ridiculous Here's my Fred Olin Ray story. Wait, 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 hold on. What is it from? What? The movie. When is it from? Yeah. It's like the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so So, like, so it's after his like scalps and like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Early period. All right. So, so I I have this Fred Olin Ray story. I I hope that he has this, uh, a, a copyright on this. Um, So no indie filmmakers that are listening to steal this idea. So uh, I know this movie that Fred Olin Ray is trying to get off the ground. And he has the most amazing pitch for it. So he is wanting to make or is making a werewolf in space movie. And the tagline is basically, there's always a full moon. (laughs) dot 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 in space it's about Um, butts yeah about butts and stuff but Uh um yeah so yeah he's making this werewolf in space movie but um yeah moon and scorpio uh i wouldn't suggest watching it but if you do have it on your shelf maybe watch it and talk to me about how ridiculous this movie is like it's like everything that happens in the movie between the flashbacks and it's being told like voiceover where there's a voice, like the woman is telling the story to the cops. And so she's basically reminiscing the entire time and, and and calling back to everything that happened, but it's a voiceover. (laughs) And it's just, it's so like awkwardly, like still, it's just so stupid. But uh, yeah, moon and Scorpio. I picked it up from Scorpion because it was one of those new titles. They had like, you know, they, they put out like three, three titles, like every, you know, every month that I, I picked those up and it was part of the, um, the Wicked Die Slowly Act of Vengeance and, um, Moon and Scorpio. I think those were the three, three that, uh, Dude, who month. put out, um, Mirror Mirror 2? That's, that is, uh, uh, Dark, Dark Force. Dude, I need that so bad. That's the dude who did the uh, the fucking long form performance art, right? Where he's like, "I'm am uh, a wrestler. I'm gonna fuck you up." And yeah, uh huh, yeah. <laughs> okay, we 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 we're not gonna get into it. But yeah, I, let's, I gotta get let's, that. Let's let's not get into that. Well, they no, did. Sure. Uh, they released uh, Mirror Mirror One and Two. Oh, they have one. Yeah, yeah, one and two are. are um... Are, are they uh, on probably on sale now? Oh, wow. they, they did a Halloween sale, so oh, um, cool. while you're looking that up, uh huh. I will also talk about uh, um, oh, will you? I'll talk about the Hills Have Eyes part two, the West West Craven. Um, oh, do you have the version. arrow one? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 got, I got that because it was an upgrade because it was released on Blu ray um, years ago by some silly, I company. love that was one. Just, I, I, I like that movie a lot. I, I and here's the shit. thing, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, no, I completely agree. And it's one of those things that it, it seems to get shit on a lot. Yeah, and 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 people like I always hear this thing. It's like, oh, it's just a flashback movie. There's yeah. flashbacks, but there's not that many. It's not Silent Night, Deadly Night two flashbacks. No, like, no. Like no. There's, That's, there's, so, Silent Night, Deadly Night Two is like forty five minutes of flashback. Right? Yeah, it's literally yeah. half the movie. And uh-huh. and this is probably like maybe ten minutes total. Yeah. And I mean, the dog flashback is hilarious, but as as far as like everything else, it's actually a pretty good movie. I know Wes Craven didn't want to make it, and you know, but I was I watched all the interviews because there's a really good hour and a half uh, doc. Not doc, but, um, you know, basically just interviews with with all the actors and well, some of the actors, most most of it's actually the cast or uh, crew. But, um, you know, they just talk about kind of the fun experience that it was and how much fun they had making it. And, um, you know, it's just one of those movies that always got shit on and it's actually pretty good like uh you know aside from you know the like I said the flashbacks but I like the flashbacks I like the dog flashback I like kind of the route it goes it drops Bobby off and then and then goes into um um Judy or whatever the, so the Academy award winner Bobby by the way <laughs> so yeah it follow, follows judy and basically this you know bobby's made this g- special gasoline really silly story and it's basically dirt bikes in 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 the desert with uh you know the remaining uh you know uh, family of cannibals which is basically Pluto. mars and the reaper um or Pluto, L- which is reaper. michael berryman and yeah yeah. yeah so like it's a very enjoyable film beast is back you know and it's just <laughs> and it, and, it, and it's really funny one thing that i always thought was even funnier is that is basically uh harry manfredini d- did the score but he basically uses all the scraps from friday the 13th like i mean it's pretty it's like he even admits that there's parts that are exactly the same and it's literally the Friday the 13th score. In But in, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. What Eyes year here? is Hills uh, Have Eyes? Two. It's like 82, 83? Yeah. Yeah, so that's like, what, the third year of Friday the 13th? I think he's recycling Hills Have Eyes for Friday the 13th. Well, I mean, the very first Friday the 13th Burp. was But, but like, like, what's 81. Harry Manfredini doing? He's like, Burp. Well, he, like he used the, um, that's a really, you should actually, I think it's the DX7 is what he used. So anyways, that's a keyboard that you can actually purchase. Still quite, quite expensive, but it, I believe it's the DX7 is the, the keyboard that uh, makes those beautiful string noises, um, that Harry Manfredini produced for many, many years. Like um, Casio? Um... Sorry, sneezed. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's Casio. You know, I don't. Burp, I just know it's a DX7. Um, I think that's what it's called. So, what else you got besides those awful uh, noises? Uh oh, shit. What else? Um, oh, I want to say, Brad, have you ever seen uh, Medias Res? I'm kidding. Uh, let me go on to the next. Oh, you know what? You're you're a man of vinegar syndrome. Um, let me just say, how nice that uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown uh, set is. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. No pe- people people uh, people really dig it. You know they, they like the we're calling them slip cases. Is what we're you're calling slip cases no no split wait say it again split oh split all right yeah uh, i got you
1: like yeah,
0: uh m night Shyamalan. yeah yeah uh yes. yeah split split cases um but yeah it's got a you know it's a, a a new transfer 4k transfer and it looks great the boxes uh you know it really really sells it so uh, i'm glad uh I'm glad well people it passes are saying the it. Uh, steph crawford knock test you know how she does that no no she well you know when she goes on a more famous show like let's say just the discs with brian Sauer, she does a knock test where she knocks on the case just to show like how solid it is and that well it passes the uh the test sir oh wow yeah i'm I'm happy about that i didn't know there was a test (laughs) for that stuff but um all right so all this is to say i love um hell comes to Frogtown. But today I wanted to, I, well, I was texting you and I was like, Oh, you and Steph were talking about, um, the vinegar syndrome table at uh, fantastic fest. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought like, Oh my God. So Brad, here's, here's the million dollar idea. Cut, cut this out for your, your bosses at vinegar syndrome. Cause you, you sell it to them, sir, as your own. But, um, but I said, Oh, oh what if, um, while people were were waiting to like be helped at the at the table, like what if they filled out this little like a golf card, you know, like oh, what are you into? Uh, drama, porn, uh, horror, blah blah blah. They they check it off, and then you could get more specific. Oh, well, are you into um, strangulation? Are you into photography? Are you into the But anyway, you felt these little cards and then you hand it to the person at the vinegar syndrome table and then they'll help you find the movie. How about that? (laughs) You know, it's not a bad idea because I mean, you know, one thing that, uh, that happens a lot at the tables is that a lot of people come up and they don't know a lot of the movies that, uh, that we've released. And, um, Right. You know, a lot, a very common question. I think I even said this on the last show is that, uh, you know, what, um, what would you recommend? And I'm, I'm always like, well, what do you like? I mean, I don't want to recommend something and, you know, uh, recommend something that I, you're not going to like because you don't like the type of movie, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. So I always, yeah, no, that's a, not a bad idea. Well, uh, you know, some people would say it's not a bad idea, I would say it's a great idea, sir. I would say that. Because you don't want some motherfucker like walking up to the table and like blindly buying a don't answer the phone mm. unless unless you figured out oh you like sweaty, rapey like photography movies. Boom. Don't answer the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Good That's good one. point. Yeah. You know what I watched recently? <laughs> <Or re-watch? laughs> Would you? Want I to- rewatched uh, Apollo 18. Oh, I no, I saw you. Uh, you posted about it. A little yeah, bit. and and it was and it was one of those movies that uh, that I watched when it was released, and I, I quickly dismissed it and forgot about it. You know, I didn't really, I didn't hate it, but I was like, whatever. And I, I, I have it, and I was like, you know, what? put that in. It's, it's short. You know, it's kind of late, so I was like, I want to watch a movie real quick, and I put that in. And man I really liked Apollo eighteen it's it's got um it's very suspenseful for w- when nothing is really happening it's just it's really the suspense is built up the characters are really good with the the actors really sell it and um it's really well shot as far as making you believe it's old footage um and and I really like the idea of the monsters. I thought that was really fucking clever and really really good. I, I know they don't really focus on them too much. Are they like spiders. Yeah, they're 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 rocks. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. The, the creatures live in the moon rocks. So what, it's like moon rock spiders. About? Like 2011. Yeah, yeah. 2011 yeah. I think okay. is going to come out. Yeah. And it's really really well done. And it's it's very claustrophobic because basically the entire movie happens inside of their little ship. <laughs> and you know there's like an infection thing going on there's paranoia um you know there's also the the fact that these things are like outside and there's also the the government is you know is is corrupt in in, in part of this section and um you know I just I think it's really really well done and I, I think if it's something that you maybe have dismissed because it was found footage I think it's something you need to revisit because I I did and it was one of those movies that I have always said yeah you know, or never even really talked about because I didn't think it was worth it. But I, rewatching it, I thought it was very, very good um, co- compared to what I, I thought it was. So um, it's just one of those things, you know, I always tell people just because you watch a movie once, you know, doesn't mean like that should be your set in stone. Like, you know, uh, what you think of it for the entire rest of your life, you know, because I, I always getting oh, get into that especially like, with people. You're wrong. Like It is, <laughs> you know, w- watching something. I uh-huh. here's the thing: is I've rewatched. If I haven't rewatched movies, I always make the joke: "Is Three Ninjas" would be my f- favorite movie in the world, you know. But rewatching stuff, I I, I don't believe in nostalgia. Rocky loves Emily. That one, <laughs> yeah, like <I>, he'll <laughs> eat it. His name's Tum Tum, he'll eat anything. I will yeah. you know. Um, so, like, you know, it's just something that you rewatch, it's just not very good, but this reverse thing can happen where it's something that you didn't really care for, you rewatch, and then you end up liking, you know. And, and so, I always think that stuff should be another chance because you don't know maybe what you were going through at that point in your life, you know, you just could have been really depressed that day. You know, you could have been really happy and then dismissed the movie because you were too happy, focused on something else, but the movie wasn't that great. So, you know? um, well I, well, I have a few thoughts, but the, the first thought is that, um, one thing that I, I don't think people know about you is you're very like receptive. Um, you know, a lot about movies, but you're, you also like receive a lot of information about movies and like, you're like, Oh, I want to I learn about it. I want to know more. And, um, recently you and I did this with, uh, uh, you, well, you had the, um, the marathon and you did Leningrad Cowboys, right? Yeah. How, how did that go? Um, it went, it went really, really well. That was actually a, a little while ago, but, um, it was like, yeah, I, I don't know. Eight months. I don't know. Um, a year, yeah, yeah pro- probably, probably about a year ago. Okay. Um, I did, uh, every once in a while, I do a, a different spin on the marathon, which I've quickly learned not to do this anymore. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I did an all comedy, <laughs> uh, marathon, which if anybody like really, really knows me, might they know that comedy really isn't a big thing that I enjoy because I feel like Which is weird because Brad, I feel like I know you and like you and I talk a lot, but I feel like comedy is like a thing like you and I talk about often i I don't know why because we like we like like the same stuff but like you know with stuff like comedy bradley (laughs) like well here's the thing but there's just there's so much comedy out there but i feel uh, like so much of it is just forced and really poor and 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 they don't really like i i want something clever and well thought out or just incredibly weird like, we, we mentioned Ruben and Ed. I think Reuben and Ed's one of the funniest fucking movies. It's just uh-huh. so weird. Or dark backward. You and yeah, I talk dar- about dark, that all dark the time. dark backward. Like, you know. Uh-huh. And basically, for for the comedy uh, thing, I, yeah, I, I screened uh, Leningrad Cowboys. And... Because um, that's, that's my shit. Or, or Leningrad. Leningrad Cowboys do America, right? Or go do America. America. Or in America. Yeah, yeah. yeah in America. So... Um, it went really, really well. If if you don't know what the movie is, it's basically a uh what do they call that? A, a mockumentary um uh basically about this uh uh musical group from Leningrad, right? These yes. Leningrad Cowboys that uh basically go to America to play do a, a tour. They have Mohawk, they have the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, so like it's just uh just a really weird comedy. But I think that one actually went over very, very well. Uh, the one that didn't was Big Meat Eater. No one really liked that. Big Meat Eater. Why? That that movie's amazing. Well, it, uh, that was actually, I think, one of the ones that you recommended that I've actually... I don't think I saw that prior. Really? Really? Well, I recommended uh, Leningrad Cowboy. Cowboys, excuse me, and then Big Meat Eater as like a musical. What, like, why doesn't Vinegar Syndrome have Big Meat Eater? I think that's what the fuck is happening there. So I did, I did. uh, What did I do? I did uh, Safe Men. I that's my favorite. That's my favorite movie. I did uh, Rolling Kansas, um, Six String Samurai, Ruben and Ed. Okay, you are making my dick hard. Uh, big Meteor. Uh, student Bodies. I am sad, and my dick is extremely erect. Uh, Lennon Grey Cowboys, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, Game Night. Wow. And then Fresh Kill. Wow. Even though Fresh Kill's not a comedy, it's really fucking funny. <laughs> Fresh Kill is hilarious. I yeah. love fucking Fresh Kill. Yeah. So, um, but I did, uh, I did, like, what? Well, we did an hour on it on Screamcast, and then I did two hours of it on Splat House. No, I love that fucking movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I did a, all uh, an all-comedy um, marathon. So. That is good. Yep. That is a good marathon. Program. And then I did a all, uh, like, people would consider bad movies. But <laughs> what? So, like, so bad they're good type things. Really? You know, my, my theory is just something that either you like a movie or you don't. Like, I don't believe in something so bad it's good. It's just – No, I or, know, I know. or like um, or right. when people say um, – no, hold on, Brett. When people say um, – what do they say? They say uh, uh, fucking – oh, guilty pleasure. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't. I, there's nothing n- nothing about that. You didn't like a movie or you don't. But I know what types of movies they are. So I did a marathon with that, and oh, my God, man. What I, are those? I, I almost had a riot on my hands. <laughs> it got worse. Like I thought it was going to really? get better. So I did uh, White Fire. Uh uh-huh. um, Ryan's Babe. <laughs> uh, Killing American Style. Ooh, that Oh, Amir Shavon, I love it. Yeah. Triple yeah. uh, X3. Oh, that uh, one's amazing, man. Come on, man. DJ Blood, Caruso, he rules. Blood Lake. Uh-huh. Uh, science Crazed Wait, wait, wait! Blood like the uh, the SOV. Yeah. Uh, right. science Crazed Uh, Doom Amazing. Asylum. And uh, oh, wait, Doom Asylum. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All yeah. Right. Um, which is my favorite, and then I uh, love Doom Asylum. Yeah. And then I, I, I finished it off with Boy Next Door. Uh, Rob Cohen. Rob. Cohen. Rob Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so yeah i ended with boy next door and i honestly like <laughs> it was not good
1: boy like, next door
0: that's amazing no 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 i know it is like, i i really really like that movie but oh like, you mean uh, the response to the uh, yeah the yeah that was uh that was not fun for people. Do you need uh do you currently need friends no, no, I, I don't need friends. I just kind of learned that that isn't uh, the way to go. You don't care about friends? <laughs> no, no, no. I, so basically what I've done is the only thing that works is pretty much like all like horror. That's the only thing that actually works for, you for do kind a, of do a like, marathon. Huh? When you do a marathon. Yeah, yeah. So when I do a marathon and... Actually, uh-huh. the last marathon I did was for a friend. He uh, lives in China, and yeah, um, yeah. you told he me was, about him. He, yeah, he was in town, yeah. so uh, he always hears about these things, and he's and he's never been to one.
1: So, oh, uh, the American I, I take,
0: uh, Bread uh, Marathon. No, so I take that back. He actually was at one that was for my birthday, and then so he was gonna he, he was gonna be in town. I said, I'll, you know what? I'll do one just for you. Uh-huh. And so, so I, I. I Kind of curated it to what I think he would like, so I, I, I did that one, and that one actually went over very, very well. Um, and actually, the one before, in between the the comedy and the bad, uh, everybody liked too, except that I played Christmas at the Cranks, and people were very upset about that. That's the uh, the John Grisham one. Yeah. Yeah, stealing, <laughs> or stealing Christmas or whatever it's called. Like, his uh-huh. book. so it's like the one comedy, defended, like, like family that child he did. Molesters. Oh, dude, that movie is just ridiculous. Christmas with the Griggs. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's uh, kind of the marathon in a in a nutshell. I think we've had like thirty. No, or this is real. my marathon in a nutshell. Ooh, help man in a nutshell. Oh God. It's Austin um, Powers, bro. Yeah, no, I got that joke. Oh, uh, you, yeah. you know, since I talked about voiceovers earlier, another uh-huh. movie that has a voiceover that doesn't work, but it's not annoying, and it's something I rewatched recently, and it's really fucking good, is Silver Bullet. Oh, yes, yeah, with uh, Gary Busey. Here's the thing. is Silver Bullet shouldn't work, right? With, with Gary Busey, Corey Haynes, Stephen King uh-huh. did the script, like it, it with the weird voiceover, but it—it's but like a, the height of Stephen King on cocaine script. <laughs> but I, I tell you what, man, like Silver Bullet really has a lot going for it, and it, and it really is uh, a big part of um, of Everett McGill, who's, who's oh Everett, nice, yeah. Who's in the film. And, and honestly, this was, uh, the guy turned out to be a big TV director. But it, this is a, uh, a debut for the director as well. Like, this is his first first movie, first project pretty much, unless he did, like, short films in college or something. But uh, this was a first-time director. Uh, screenplay screenplay uh-huh. by, uh, you know, uh, Stephen King. Uh, sure. Stars, you know, like I said, Corey Haim, uh, Gary Busey, Everett McGill. In um, just like, oh, and, and Terry Quinn is in it. He plays the sheriff. and okay, it's just Terry like, O'Quinn is one of the best actors of all time. No, no, he, he's he's fantastic. He's great. The but stepfather. it's, um, yeah, dude, he's so good. One of my favorite moments in movie history is when he gets really angry in the kitchen and Stepfather, and he takes a second, and he says, who am I here? Yes! When he totally breaks... And then he just picks up the phone and hits her in the face. But I yes. love that moment when he's like, wait, who am I here? He like totally becomes who he really is rather than playing a character. And I love that. I love that movie so much. Dude, is, he's nuts. And like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm being like a simple bitch, but like, even in Lost, like, I, I guess that's his like big fucking thing, right? Is like people know Terry O'Quinn from Lost. He plays yeah, yeah. John, John, Locke. John Locke or whatever, yeah. But, um, but his shit, like, he's so amazing, even, like, with the, like, whimsical shit where he puts, like, the orange in his teeth and he smiles at people, but, um, but when, when they pull back the curtain and it's, like, season four and you find out he's been dead and, uh, you find out that John Locke's just been up to this nefarious shit for, like, the last couple years, and you're like, What? The fuck, and then just go back and watch everything Terry O'Quinn's ever done, ever. Like Stepfather, uh, Silver Bullet, Down, like amazing, amazing actor. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like he he brings it to um, he he he's he he really does. He brings it to every role, and he's not that he's not. He's not that great in Silver Bullet, I guess. In that, but okay. it's fun. Well, fun you got to shut it. your mouth. I, I I don't know how much more time we have left. So um, shut your mouth. Whatever. Um. <laughs> so so yeah. It, but Silver Bullet, it has this weird voiceover that's done by the, the sister as you know she's older. So obviously you know that she survives. Um. But uh, it's um it's it's told through. Her 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 experience and and kind of you know uh, talking about her little brother it just has it's really really just doesn't fit at all. But um, Gary Busey is crazy in the movie. He really is just acts like Gary Busey, but it works because he's supposed to be a drunk uncle, so it it, it totally fits. Uh, Corey Haim it, Corey Haim really really was great in the eighties, like this and yes. Watchers are probably two of his best uh, best roles. It's, you know, Lost Boys as well, I guess you could throw in there. But for, for one, for being like in horror and being about him, because Lost Boys is mainly about everybody. It's about the Frog Brothers, about his older brother, you know, um, and, 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 and about him and that Rob Lowe poster he has in his bedroom. Um, so you ever notice that? Brett, <laughs> Brett, I'm not going to be detoured by uh, your uh, Lost Boys. So in in Lost Boys, yeah. in Corey Haynes in the bedroom, he uh-huh. has that really seductive poster of Rob uh-huh. Lowe.
1: Like, and it's it, really Brad, big. you want
0: to fuck Rob Lowe? I, you know, Rob Lowe is in these fucking Atkins commercials now, and he's like is the he? Atkins spokesperson. Yeah, uh-huh. and he's like for for thirty years. I, mean, I was like, <laughs> bitch, you haven't done Atkins. Ever <laughs> you haven't changed for 30 years, you look good and you've been the same, like you you haven't changed in 30 years. There's no way you've done Atkins <laughs> because you don't do Atkins for 30 years, or you would what, die. What's like, the Atkins guy's first name, John? John Atkins, you know, you know how Roblo like he looks at a uh, 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 Rashida Jones and he's like, um. Wait, what what the fuck's her name? Now I now I lost it. She, oh, Ann Perkins. Ann Perkins. <laughs> no, you, didn't John John Atkins. I, I, I'm a movie guy. I'm not a diet guy. But didn't Atkins die from his own fucking diet? Yes. Everyone dies from their own shit. So, so, so yeah, the dude <laughs> That's the thing, is that if Rob Lowe, if you did this for that long of a period of time, you would fucking die, bro. And so it's just like it plus of all people. Why pick Rob Lowe? <laughs> like that's so. It's like they're trolling people. I don't understand. So, anyways, Corey uh, Coleman no, no, no. has on. Hold, has, on. Hold, has on. Hold the on, we're not there it it yet. we Would you fuck Rob Lowe? Of course I would. Um, so, <laughs> I would <too. laughs> so you have you have Rob Lowe's poster in Lost uh-huh. Post, but that's not really part of the film. But anyways, Corey Haim was so fucking good. In, in in these in these movies, like a really fucking great in Watchers, really great in Silver Bullet, and and Everett McGill is very very fucking he's always scary. Aside from uh, some moments in Twin Peaks, but for the most part, Everett McGill. What do you mean aside big, from some moments in Twin Peaks? Let's talk about that. There's some very sweet moments in in Twin Peaks with him. No, it like that's one of the sweetest shows and like Everett McGill is like one of the most loving people ever. So yeah, of course. But anyways, yeah, Silver Bullet still works. I know that Blu ray's coming out soon. Um so stupid. With, with him, but uh or with uh Roblo in the special features of Silver Bullet, he just does uh commentary the entire time talking about his life. Uh huh. <laughs> Are you whispering? Um, so Brad? Yeah. Have you seen Joker? I have seen Joker. Do you like Joker? <laughs> I did I did I did like Joker. Do you have I, a good I, Joker I, laugh? No. Do it. Do you? Yeah. Do it. <laughs> that's that's very much like the Mark Hamill. Yeah, um, well, Mark Hamill is the best Joker. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. If you want to, if you want to talk Joker, um, yeah, I, do. I, but, I I was anticipating Joker since for, from from uh, the first trailer when I when they very first announced it, I kind of rolled my eyes. One because I'm over Joker. Number two, I really don't want a backstory for Joker. I okay, big, hold, big on, hold on, hold on. I want to stop. I want to stop. I oh my stop. god! What no, now? No, because I know more than the listeners know. So you're, like, you're, like, a fan of DC Comics. And, like, you and I talk about, like, Suicide Squad, and we go, like, back on, like, old issues and shit. Yeah. So, like, you have, you, you actually have, like, a, a reverence for this character and um, the, the, the property. So, like, let's really get into, like, what you thought when you heard they're going to do, like, this Black Label <laughs> Joker movie. Yeah. Well, I was hoping one it would be the killing joke if they did anything. The killing joke. Okay. yeah, because that's the yeah. only really backstory we have as far as like a comic like very first going into a detailed moments in for in, canonical in, shit. Yeah. yeah yeah and and Joker's life. Other than that, the Joker has just basically lied through the comics about sure. who he was and everything like that. very much kind of like that's what I always liked about Dark Knight. Was that he when he tells him about how he got the star, scars? He tells a different story
1: because that's time. the whole. that's He's the whole like thing my about father did
0: yeah. this, or yeah. yeah, that's the whole thing with the Joker. Is that's uh-huh. what he does? So I honestly I wasn't very excited, and then I saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, all right. So they're doing like some kind of like seventies exploitation like uh, spin on it, which I was totally down for because that meant it was going to be a little bit more harsh than uh-huh. kind of what this bubblegum darkness that we've been kind of fed through this quote on people like say make it dark and it's like that's not turning down the lights
1: and <laughs> and, and
0: punching people and maybe a couple deaths is not dark like that's nothing dark about that man in these it, in the Christopher Nolan movies that's they're my birthday. good that's what they're, I do on my birthday they're really good but they're not dark Uh like joker is dark like that's that's the type of but that's these are the films that i grew up on with stuff like this you know where where there wasn't there was somewhat of what you want to say dangerous cinema i don't even really think it's that dangerous i just think it's a movie that exists that takes a couple things that are very you know not not even taboo but even just things that maybe we overlook uh as far as like mental illness and i mean what the movie that i saw i saw a movie about a guy who knew something was wrong with him who yes. wanted help yes who asked for more help who yes who wasn't being paid attention to yes who broke. Uh-huh, yeah I didn't look at it as a guy who was uh basically mustering up all of this anger and bottling it inside and decided no. to kill people no it was more or less he found that as an out after okay. being rejected so uh-huh. Much. And then that's how I look at Joker. I mean, I know that's a very hot topic, which it, it really kind of blows my mind that this is the film that is making people <laughs> stand on a hill and die on. Because uh-huh. I'm like, there's far worse movies. Like, I mean, if you want to take something about an awful person, just take Buffalo 66, for example. Sure. Like, that is Way, way worse than anything the Joker has ever done as far as like in this in this film. Or even that, Bradley, even in the same year, midsummer. Right. And I'm like, why are people <laughs> going like and like like predicting shootings and stuff like that? I was like, are you like there are hundreds of movies that that would that are I would Dean consider worse as far as inspiring somebody to do something. Yeah. Like, it just it com- the absurdity of everything that has happened with this movie, the surrounding so I think, it um, is I just think, so crazy to me. News, news uh, sources were like, they yeah. had one guy was smoking <laughs> in a theater. Right. Like, yeah. is, this, like- is this the shit that you're actually coming up with? Because, number one, this movie is not going to do a thing. Like, if anything, other movies would inspire people to be more creative as far as how they're going to break down. Like, this, it's just a movie. And, like, I I just, it, 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 one part of me is fascinated by how crazy everything got. Uh It still, still really is.
1: Oh, I am
0: too, yeah. And then, like, another part of me is, I, I ask, do people actually watch other movies, they so all so <laughs> like that this. And I'll say this no. like I'll say no. Like the thing is, is Joker is there are mean moments. There, there's moments what? that like me. No mean meme. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 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 some m- mean moments in Joker. I'll give you that. Like there where are he, like he makes himself smile. And then his face. Like, or tracks to the sadness. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, th- but other than that, there's nothing really too Joker. Like, I was talking to some people, I said, like, some scenes were very upsetting. And I'm like, have you watched any movies from the 70s in the exploitation? Or, like, any movie, Brad. <laughs> any movie. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, <laughs> like, I haven't, like, not too many off, not, too too much movies make me upset like sure. I, yeah, I, yeah I don't honestly I don't even think I've ever been upset by a movie but I have had the strong urge of like ugh like for real um but, but Joker was never ever like that I enjoyed watching Joker I I actually enjoyed rooting for the bad guy you know it was the first time ever that I was sitting there watching like oh man I actually I like Joker. I mean, yeah, it sucks. But also, if anything, the only thing that could take away from Joker in real life is that we uh-huh. do not pay enough attention to people that are sick. Like, as as a society, we turn our backs way too much on mental illness and the people that actually need help. That's the only takeaway from joker and that's for all of us to be blamed for not somebody in the film or the people that made it like if anything that is just kind of a you know kind of you know wake up call to people that uh that as far as like having resources for people that that are sick but even joker even the character knows he's sick no, he like, does. And um, and I mean, he knows... He asked for more medicine and how he's going to get his <laughs> right. medicine. And he says, I he am not okay. He knows something's not wrong. Uh-huh. I was like, what more do you want? He doesn't want to be bad. Like, we made him that way. Yes. We were, I'm sorry. We made it worse. Well, it's like, well, well, well Brad, it's Dick Rude in uh, Repo Man. Yeah. When Dick Rude gets shot and he's like, I'm not bad. Society made me this way. Well, Joker, <laughs> he, he, well, Joker teaches us a couple things. He teaches us uh, comedy is subjective, but he also teaches us that um, it's not society. It's not, it's a, uh, it, it's the system. Yeah. And if anybody has to be angry about Joker, it's old, rich, white men. <laughs> well that's right. the, that well that's the whole movie, right like kill the old rich white man, yeah like, it is. Wayne and- I was like hey, all right <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like okay, what you know whatever, but anyways i i mean i I enjoyed Joker um but um well, you know what else we should talk about that's kind of a hot hotter top a hot not three, hot. From, three hell. from hell, three from hell, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and, and sure. I have something. Maybe I should open up with this. Please, yeah. I've opinions, Bradley. I have so many opinions. I have so many opinions. So, so I'm, I'm a Rob Zombie fan. I am too. <laughs> I have loved his music ever since I was younger, listening to White Zombie. I like his solo stuff. I really, really like Rob Zombie. When House, Thousand Corpses came out, I was there. I still love that movie so, so much. I love The Devil's Rejects. I like Halloween, but I love Halloween too. Oh, it's so um, good. Let me ask so, you this real quick before you get too far. Are you more human than human? Yes. Yes, I am. I am. Good. All right. Um, Come on, baby. And then, uh, you know, it is a cartoon of the haunted world of El Superbeast. That was fun. I love it. Um, well, I, I, I like that a lot. So, uh, next up was... And this is where I want to get into this before we get into Three from Hell. Or <clears throat> Lords of Salem was wonderful, too. I almost forgot about it. I really, really love Lords of Salem. I um, Look, I, I, I see you doing the big build-up to his, like, um, dr- filmography. But, like, honestly, it, I think it's three movies we have to talk about with this one. That's it. I don't know. So, I watched... 31 when it came Uh Uh out and I did not like it. Sure. I rewatched it. I didn't mind it. That ending is sick, bro. I love that ending. I, I I watched, I I, I rewatched 31 and I'm, I'm watching. I'm like, what didn't I really like about this? Like it all kind of worked. Uh huh. I really, like, aside from some of the cinematography and, like, kind of the lack of backstory, I enjoyed 31. I don't know, it was weird. I I like it, too. I like the ending a lot. Like, where break meets... uh, and Dream, Dream plan, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. No, no, it's 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 great. And then it got, basically goes into, like, them dancing and, like, you know, back, back when everything was okay. Um, but, oh, it's yeah. some, like, it's some Western shit. Like, it's straight up, like, to your point, day of anger. Like, it's a day of anger shit. So, like, it was weird because I wasn't expecting, like, I was, exp- I, I, I threw, actually it was last night. Because I was like, all right, so let me put something on that I I know that I probably won't finish tonight because Mike's gonna and I are gonna record. Uh huh. (laughs) And so, like, I was like, all right, I'll put it on. And I'm fucking watching. I'm like, man, I I actually like this. Like, I remember it's kind of a, I wouldn't say strong, I'll stay, you know what? I'll say strong. I had a strong distaste for 31 after walking out of the theater. And, um, like, I, I did not like it. And, and I'm not going on a limb saying it's great. But I enjoyed it. It was weird. So, um, but before that, I was really excited about Three from Hell. Because I love, love, love House Thousand Corpses. Yeah, And I loved what he did with uh, Devil's Rejects. Where he yes. took his characters, huh? com- completely made a different movie. And made it a road movie, and so uh, this triumphant return of. of, So hold hold on, let me pause. So you saw Three from Hell in its um, like Saban like road show form, right? You saw when did you see it? Like first night, second night? Yeah, no, I saw it first night. Yeah, so that's the uh, (laughs) the two poster night. I don't know, like yeah, that they were out of like as soon as I got there. As soon as I got there, too, yeah, they were out of it. No, they took those and saw that shit online, bro. Uh huh. Um, So yeah, no, I I I went and honestly, I wasn't expecting a lot because of Thirty One. Um, and this is like I said before, I uh, rewatched it. So like, the only thing I'm going on is my buddy Matt, who I I talk to about movies because him and I are very much on the same page um, as, as far as liking stuff. And I know that I talked to you uh, prior as well, um, texting back and forth about it. And um, Matt saw it before I did a couple days. And uh, he said, it's weird. He said, I liked it with a question mark. And he described it perfectly. It is a prison break movie, a buddy movie, a road movie, and then it turns out to be fucking Bonnie and Clyde or uh, no, no wild bunch. Um, and I was like, Man, you're talking me into it. I have nothing like, and that's exactly what it is. It really is like it, you had devil's rejects where the only kind of buddy scene was the ice cream scene when they're all like sitting there like tutti you know, fucking fruity yeah, eating ice cream. It's just really funny right. watching these you sure. know, people eat ice cream. And, you know, Three from Hell turns off to be pretty fucking angry. And it, it, uh-huh. it really it is mean. Um, way meaner than the Joker, by the way. Um, so, like, you know, Otis is just awful. I mean, then we have Richard Brake's character, which is a great addition. But also amplifies the meanness as well. Because, number one, Richard Brake but if, is... But, but ex- it's also out of, like, necessity. Because they couldn't use Sid Hake. Right. Yeah. No, no, I I get that. But it's also such a great addition because Richard Brake is a really great character actor and a lot of things. Yeah. He's a good actor. He's, 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 he's played, played in, he's very intimidating, but he's also very like charismatic. Like you automatically like him, even though he is an awful person. Like in in any movie, like even uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, is a silent black Batman Begins. Um, Yeah, he's in Batman Begins. Uh, he's, like, um, <laughs> he's Zaz, right? You know... Uh, no, he's uh, chill. No, he's not, he's, yeah, chill. he's chill. He's not Vic, yeah, yeah. Victor Zaz. Which, by the way, do you think that uh, uh, Victor in and uh, Black Mask are going to kiss? Yes. So Richard Brake is, is a perfect addition. And uh-huh. it gets really mean. And then it gets really funny. And it becomes a buddy movie, and then it gets really chaotic. My biggest complaints with with Rob Zombie the at this point, and I know people complain about Sherry Moon Zombie, which I think she's perfect for that. And honestly, you know, go fuck yourselves because yeah, I'm super bored if, with with this because she's I, I'm, amazing. I'm bored with it, and also, are you jealous because? I tell you what, find yourself somebody like Rob Zombie who has so much faith in his wife. Oh my that god. he puts her in all yes. these roles. And like, she does but and she does that. I want that. Yeah. Like my mom and dad are incredible, but I uh-huh. want that mom and dad. Oh my god. I would rather have uh, Rob and Sherry be my mom and dad. Than my literal mom (laughs) and dad. I don't know. (laughs) Find yourself somebody that Rob Zombie looks at Sherry and says, Uh, I'm going to write this role for you. Yes. Fuck it. She's great. So anyways, but my, in, in the white trash aspect or the, the script writing, it's fine. It fits Rob Zombie. Have you, none of you ever seen a exploitation movie? This is exactly what it's like. It's what he likes. That's the. These are the movies that Rob Zombie likes. He's literally making the same movies that he Brad, loves. What, Brad, what? what's your favorite exploitation movie? Gator Bait. Really? <laughs> yeah. Or Poor love, Yeti. Yeah. No, I love You're the Yahoo. Yeah, please. So, like, he, he's he's literally making these movies that he he loves. Uh, you know, that he grew up on. Um, so that's not my complaint. My biggest complaint with Rob Zombie is. Camera, the cameras that he uses, and what? the DP, he really, really needs to step up the game. No, yeah, no, disagree, hard disagree. Yeah, his his movies are looking more and more. Or uh, let me just put it this way: his movies are looking worse. Doesn't he use the same DP as uh, Devil's Rejects? Yeah, I think he's used the same DP. Yes. That, that doesn't mean that oh my your God. DP is always good. Dean Cundy has shot some s- silly movies. Wow. You're going to fucking talk shit on Dean Cundy right now? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Not, not just okay. because you're a great cinematographer doesn't mean that every <laughs> film that you put out. Just the same thing as a director, man. Like uh-huh. We have directors that we love, but we also have some directors that put out some real shit. Who shot so, Hook? Is that Dean Cundy? <laughs> hook? Hook. Um the Spielberg. It, that's not Richardson. I no. don't know. Spielberg, I know Dean Cundy shot Jurassic hook? Park. Someone write in, like tell us who shot hook. I think it's Dean Cundy and I wanna fucking blame him. You For know you know what? I think you're right, because he did that and then he did uh Jurassic Park. Yes! Yes! 100%! Yes! Alright, but what I'm also saying is Dean Cundy also shot shit like Caps at Casper. Which actually, okay. I guess that looks okay. Okay, but Brad, like, Casper is secretly one of the greatest films ever made because of how Universal used it to propel, like, their CGI. Like, they figured out, like, oh, we use these, like, middling of the road, like, movies to 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 push CGI, it was that and uh, the fright. All right, I got one for you. All right, go. Dean Kundy shot Garfield. Yes, no, he fucking did. But you, <laughs> you know, do you know why he shot Garfield? So him shooting Garfield uh-huh. is basically Rob Zombie's DP shooting three from hell. All right,
1: so, so he, check it he, out. He does the hey, same. No. Show.
0: He does the same shit. So no right. no 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 no. He does David Daniel. Uh-huh. Shot 3 from hell. He Who? shot 31. Yes. That's it. So I actually am right about this. You are you are right because <laughs> 31 again oh looks like shit. And so does 3 from hell. No. That's right. Phil uh, does not look Phil, like shit. Phil Phil Parment. That's no, who stop. shot. Yeah. Shut your fucking mouth. Three from hell does not look like shit. All right. So, uh, his he his director of photography is... shot Halloween. His right, thing from uh, Grindhouse. All right. All right. Uh-huh. So, that's who shot that. And then House Thousand Corpses was so let's say I don't think he's used the same DP for every movie. Oh, Tom Richmond shot House Thousand Corpses. Oh, that's cool, uh, Tom. If no one knows who Tom Richmond is, he has shot countless like popular '80s uh, um, movies. He he shot uh, Hard Bodies. He shot <laughs> shopping Mall. He shot Killing Zoe. Uh-huh. um so anyways he's a really well, like good roger DJ. Avery. so there you go so that's uh that's who shot house thousand corpses so uh-huh. and then uh phil parbet shot devil's rejects in halloween so that told makes total sense so anyways this new guy that he has he really probably needs to drop him. brad you like three from hell say say like nice things about it buddy. but I, but here's the thing man is that uh-huh. i'm an honest person when i talk about a movie just because i huh. like something not everything about it is great uh-huh. Like and the thing is Three From Hell isn't great. I really uh-huh. like Three From Hell though. I'm so bored with this, this conversation. Keep going. Because I'm honest, I'm sorry. Cuddle me. You know what else that I watched recently that I really <laughs> really like? <laughs> um I watched uh um Bezzel is it Bezzlebooth? buff Bezzle Booth. Bub. No no no, not that. It's uh, streaming on Shudder. I don't know. Um, well, because this week, so basically, what I do is that I I dedicate weeks to certain services, like sure. as far as like spend a week watching Netflix movies that I haven't watched or Shudder. and so this week is Shutter. So, but, like, I've watched The Furies, I've watched Hell House Part Three, and I watched Bielzel Booth. Uh-huh. Booth is the is the shit. That's my that's my shit. I really really like that. So. Um, but yeah, you know, I watched Hell House three too. And that, that, you know, Hell House is one of those movies that the first one was fine. It was, you know, actually a really good found footage movie. Then they did the sequel, which they kind of did the same thing over again. And it was whatever. It was fine. And then they made a third one and they literally do the same thing again. And I'm like, burn the fucking house down. Like, why do people keep going in this house and doing the same fucking thing? Like, what is wrong with you? Why is this actually happening? And 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 it's weird. It, like, the movies aren't bad. I don't I don't dislike any of the movies. They're, none of them are boring. But I tell you, man. Part three, it's like re-watching the same thing. And I'm so glad that they put snippets in the old of the old movies before or after they talk about something because my ass isn't going to remember. Because also, one thing about Hell House is they're kind of forgettable. They're not boring. They're okay. The first one I would consider good. The second one's okay. This one's okay. But I'm really, really glad they put snippets of what they're referencing because I'm not going to fucking know. They're building this like mythology and it's like I don't fucking remember that person. There's so many goddamn characters in these movies. So, but it's not a bad trilogy, but it's weird that they keep making these. Like I don't know if they're like incredibly successful on on Shutter. I know that the first one was uh, you know, talked about quite a bit. The Furies wasn't very good, but it has some really good practical effects and cool. Uh-huh. Like, um, but I thought it was just so weak. Uh. like people are raving about this, and I think it's mainly because the gore's so good, but um it's not very good, and it's really silly the overall story, but um, those are like some of the stuff I rewatched or watched recently uh. um and then I watched uh, a couple other arrow titles I watched was uh Scared Stiff, which I've never seen before. Um, which is not too good, but Uh the last act in that movie is completely fucking insane. Totally worth it watching the third act. Sure. But it's a, it's a little dry. Um, but, uh, the third act is, is fairly, I would say completely insane. What else has come out recently? Oh, I'll watch Zombie land 2, which I uh, yeah, a lot of people are crapping on it, but I, I thought it was I thought it was good. yeah, yeah how do you that. fuck on that movie, man. It's like good actors and it's like a decent concept. yeah, like fun director. like how do you fuck that up? you know yeah it's, it's just a, it's just an all around fun movie. I mean, sure. they don't do anything new aside from uh, basically talk about different uh, how the zombies kind of evolve. But for the most part, it's literally the same thing over again. Doesn't really rehash the jokes, but it just makes fun of how dated, like the movie is. Like, oh, we're doing this ten years later, and um, kind of oh, makes fun with, of itself. With, like, the Bill Murray shit. Um, well, no, there's some Bill Murray jokes in the movie, but yeah. it's like basically, you know, uh, you know, just little. It's very more. It's it's kind of more amateur as far as the jokes are, but it still works as a movie because everybody's really great. But uh, as far as like a big epic story, you know, it's the same fucking thing. It's just they're trying to get somebody. You know, they're on there trying to find her sister. That's it. Like, and they just run into shit along the way. Um, Brad, I, have, I have, to have to pee. It's fine. What? I have to pee pee. I thought you did. That's why you wanted me to keep talking. Well, yeah, but I couldn't find something to pee into, <laughs> so I came back. Wow! Why don't you just pee into your toilet? Wow, this show's gonna get really weird. I'll just—we're just gonna end it. Right, it's far. So-